0: All right, all right. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, welcome to our first uh, Clubhouse recording uh, podcast episode. I don't know how we're gonna put. it. What is it? A Clubhouse is a podcast. What is it? Um, so actually, we got. A, we finally found a program that works and does a clean job of recording audio from Clubhouse. Yay! Um, there were some issues that has like um, you know, I, I there's some issues that I couldn't get the room open the first time and. Uh, a few things here and there. I think the audio from my mic is like off like 10 seconds or something like that. So it might bleed over into, uh, somebody else's audio, but either way, that, that's just like getting off the front. Like, this is how, uh, it's going to work. But, uh, at the same time we finally got it recorded. We finally got it recorded. So, um, it, this is, this is our, our conversation that we had, uh, on August, uh, 11th, um, and we talked about, um, uh, the title of the topic was, what uh, what is Hollywood not understand? And we had a couple, we only had, it was a very small room, which I also like. So we had in more in-depth conversations about, uh, with our, our little group here. Um, but I loved what, um, there was Alex, Derek, Pendo, Vero, and, um, another person, I believe, and um, we had a great conversation about different topics, uh, not only within the representation world, within diversity programs, but also uh, Derek brought up some great points about how diversity uh, studios um, make make 60 pilots per year, but only take 10, 20%, um, and that they also have such great diversity programs, great uh, diversity money and budgets, but like never use them. So that's really, it was really interesting to hear. So definitely tune in for that conversation. Um, upender had some other great conversations about, um, having diversity within so many different communities and what does that look like? And why, how are we not being a monolith? Um, which I thought was also super fantastic. Um, Oh, uh, Amy also came in, Amy Chen. And she said, um, that, uh, you know, publishing world is really interesting because the books are being turned into movies. So I think it's a really important conversation to hear. Um, also, Vero came in and she's a Japanese Argentinian and she had another perspective of the Asian American, right? So, America, North America, South America, what, what's that part? so she really enjoyed, uh, she really appreciated having that conversation in there and so did I. So, um, I won't op- introduce this um, podcast Clubhouse episode too much. I want you to listen into the Clubhouse, Convers- Clubhouse conversation. I do apologize that I, like, it, Goes right into the conversation, doesn't like there's no intros or anything like that. Um, because I was having some issues, but and that's what the conversation will have. Um, you know, if you, anybody's listening to Clubhouse, it's not as clear as audio as this microphone. I was able to use my microphone for the Clubhouse, um, but you know, everybody else is kind of off here and there. So, um, you know, <laughs> here's the Clubhouse. Like, you know, people it was always asking, Are they recorded and they're not, but now they are, and now we can. Uh, so we're going to do that and um for a few weeks now we're going to have it on the podcast i will just post it uh for us to have on um we will then eventually moving on to a more premium platform so you can uh, unfortunately i won't make them so much free you know it's something that you know you kind of want to be there for that's the whole part of the conversation but we'll have a, a way to make that happen so anyways thank you so much uh for tuning into this clubhouse conversation um you can you can find. I'll have some show notes in there. We will eventually want to have like uh, transcripts and make things happen like that. But uh, up until that point, um, we'll we'll make that happen so we can be more inclusive of people and make things work. So until that point, thank you so much. And here's our conversation. I'm going to reset the room. My name is David Masami Moria. I am the founder of Strong Asian Lead, and we want to open up conversations about the industry and what about what it means about being Asian American uh, within the film industry. I think we talk a lot about um, you know a, being Asian American in the sense of politics, uh, society, uh, the differences between each, uh, the whole diaspora, uh, which is all great and great and much necessary. But I think when we start to bring it into um, Different industries, different topics. Whether it be fashion, uh, music, uh, we just happen to be film and entertainment, because uh, you know, in my opinion, media and entertainment is the propaganda maker. Right? If whatever we see on the TV in our screens is generally, even if we know it's fake, our minds start to realize what's real. It just it, it thinks it's real to a certain degree. So when people who aren't Asian watch what we're doing, watch Asian people on screen and it's improper, it's totally wrong and no one does anything to change it. That's how they think who we are. So what are we going to do about it? And that's why, you know, we'll create a strong Asian lead. And that's why we're creating our rooms. And we're coming back doing this weekly around the same time, about six o'clock on um, Wednesdays. So um, uh, I'm inviting anybody up if they would like to come up and, and, express an opinion uh, just join the conversation on uh, what we're building here and tell us about yourself uh, tell if you' have if you've ever had a uh, microaggression or an issue within the industry that becomes like oh this is something um, that needs to be talked about and I want changed and we need to build something I think this is this is a good place to do it and it's a safe space uh, no judgment here you know and you can always call you know i'm not perfect so you can always call me out and call anybody else out here as well and we'll help moderate that discussion so um, but thanks everybody for joining in please feel free to um well not feel free but please do uh ping your friends in share it around uh, share the link if you want to uh you can always follow us on a strong vision lead and find those things but until then let's uh continue the conversation um but yeah alex so tell us you know you you've been working in the industry for some time. You know this. You know, it's obviously there's an issue within the acting industry, especially for Asian men. Uh, all the issues that are coming up. What what doesn't Hollywood understand about either being Asian or being an Asian in entertainment? Uh, any opinions? Any thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I have a lot of things about <laughs> about
1: <laughs> this uh, being an Asian. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, so so I think. Um, one of the biggest things that that people or hollywood doesn't understand is that you know just because somebody is asian um it, it doesn't mean that you're a like a novelty you know like uh in 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 my opinion my my whole goal is to become you know a a regular lead actor in a um multi ethnically diverse sort of cast and have it not even be a question kind of like the way that the flash does it or any of the CW shows they're really good at sort of um, normalizing people's sexual orientation or their um, or their ethnicity and stuff like that and so it's not necessarily just having an Asian center cast like crazy rich Asians or like always be my maybe which I think that that those movies are fantastic they're really well done They're incredible but um you know i think um hollywood needs to have more inclusiveness in a in a a diverse cast without it being a question that makes sense you know um some of the other gripes that i have i guess in this industry um things that i faced on set i was doing a jack-in-the-box commercial back in february and one of the makeup artists, and I'm sure that everyone in this room has has gotten this question, she leads off with, So where are you from? And I think you guys know where this is going. Oh well, you know, I was born in New York, raised in California, um and uh, you know, lived in Texas for a while. No, but like, where are your people from? And that just like that really triggered me. Uh because and then and then when I told her that I was half Korean, half Filipino, she goes, oh, I made gochujang the other day. Do you eat gochujang? And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I made penne pasta the other day. Do you eat penne pasta? You know, like it's such a an odd sort of question to ask, especially on set. And it's not even something that I had thought about. Like my my ethnicity wasn't something that I had thought about until somebody had brought it up, um, me being a working actor. I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm kind of... Oh,
0: kinda no, rambling. that's super valid. I think that's... I you know I haven't heard of that one yet, and I think that's that's a real thing because I think people want to be kind and like try to relate, <laughs> but they they're relating with right. things that are um, you know that they wouldn't no one else would ask them to relate to. You know, I wouldn't ask them. Do you eat French fries? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so I why know it's question? like, you know,
0: a universal thing, but, um, you know, Gojitang, like, sure, sure we do. And maybe I don't, you know, all the time, but at the same time, why is that the thing you right. relate to in a way that you want to feel comfortable Yeah. As, um, instead of maybe asking a little more like, hey, you know, I don't know enough about Korean or Filipino um uh, culture a little bit. Is there, you know, what, I don't know, just tell me about, tell me about your family, you know? I mean that I mean, that would be even not not necessarily that needs to happen either, but at the same time it's less uh trivial i think at a certain degree yeah.
1: yeah yeah exactly um I guess and you know the other thing growing up and as as an asian guy and and wanting to get into entertainment it's that I always saw you know growing up we always saw the any anytime there's an Asian guy in a um, in a movie, is always because they were doing martial arts, or they were doing kung fu, or they were um, being the nerdy IT tech guy, which I'd been cast for both things. Um, and that is something that I also really, really want to break the the um, sort of pattern of being cast as those stereotypical roles. Like we're more than that. And so when I started modeling, it was because I wanted people to see us for you know just being people and not necessarily for being these stereotypes. Um and I I've had some mild success doing what I've doing what I've done and there's still a lot more to a lot more to do and my whole goal in doing all of this is just you know put the proof in the in the pudding and let my work speak for itself and change things that way. Um
0: with you. I, you I think that's you know a lot of the goal is just to be um not sought after as something that's different. <laughs> um Or put into boxes that we can just be um, as an actor is something that's people just want to be treated like an actor and maybe with a different background, maybe some uniqueness um, that gives depth to the character, but doesn't depth and background, but doesn't need to be the forefront thing. Right. So I just think about, I I love, you know, always be my maybe was always, I think that's like the closest thing to a really great asian american film that doesn't touch on the aspects of being asian american but has a lot of asian americans in it um but it also doesn't doesn't shy away from that that's the co- part of the culture: some of the food some of the ideas some of the decisions And think that's a really perfect thing but when it comes to something like um crazy rich asians which you know is fine formulaic and whatever i don't even bother with formula but it like touched on it like dived into what the culture is really heavily and also didn't keep it in as Asian American. It really was like an Asian film, in my opinion, um, you know, uh, Asian Americans as actors. And I think that's another topic of discussion too. Is like, what makes it an Asian American film? Something like, um, what was that movie that came out recently? It was like uh, wish not wish dragon wish dragon was great. Um, there was another animated movie where all there's a lot of the actors were Asian American, but the storyline was set in China in a you know a fictional China. And I think that becomes like a way of, uh, I don't know, does it Asian American? Does it, does it mean Asian American when it's speaking, both spoken in English? <laughs> I think is that what it makes it. So, um I don't know. There's a very interesting topics of being what makes an Asian American film and what stereotypes are we going to break here? Um, Even if we're not aiming to break them, what does it, mean to be don't know just different than than what a stereotype is just be a human be the person that they want to be be a three-dimensional character that has not even perfect i don't want perfect characters because perfect characters are boring as fuck (laughs) i want flawed characters real characters that make terrible decisions and try to make up for them right I think yesterday, a couple of days ago, I watched, um, like I think one, it's like one day after, I'll, I'll find the film in a minute. It was that, um, the film that they made about the, uh, the white woman and the Asian man who get married, but he gets sick and, you know, uh, and they have, is like based on a true story? Um, I loved it. I think it was a good film, but it was too perfect. He was too perfect. The characters were too perfect. Um, and just became like, well,
2: no, yeah, no, you do thing, right? um, I don't Sorry, know not if it was you.
0: exactly Hallmark, but it's definitely Hallmark-like, right? You know, it's definitely that style of like, you know, love story, romance is just romance; okay. it's not supposed to be anything crazy. But I love, but I also love that it it wasn't. Um, I did like that it wasn't, you know, based on he he wasn't Asian, right? <laughs> he, he was Asian but he was like American. And I think that was good. I think that's a good start to be like, he was a sexy man. He had, knew how to cook. He was struggling with his job. Um, I don't want to give too many spoilers, but it's not, you know, it's a hallmark. It's not really crazy. Um, but, you know, and he wanted to quit his job and you, the you, girlfriend pushes him to do it. And it's like, Oh, you make me better. And I think that's great. Um, but what I would have loved, like the, go the extra mile, which I could see, like, this is probably not done by someone who's trying to push boundaries um they didn't add in his family right they didn't add his mother or his father to add not cultural touch but um family drama i think i think that's a huge thing about being asian american is the family drama between not only being asian in america but the family dynamics of being asian and this film it just kind of just glossed over it was all about the, him his white girlfriend and his, you know, mainly his white other friends. So, which was, you know, and color, it was a diverse cast. It was pretty great. Um, But I just, you know, it didn't touch on being Asian. I think that's a new topic. But anyways, you know, again, anyone, please jump jump in the conversation. I don't want to hear myself ramble. Um, But uh, Alex, so tell me, is there any, what kind of films and film projects do you feel like have been done um, correctly in in the past, I don't know, Ever. Like, what What do you find to be, like, a really great example of a good film and then maybe one that maybe is not so good?
1: Uh, is this as far as uh, representing... Uh, Let's start Agent Cash or, or Agent
0: Story. To to, you know, I think this stay on topic here uh, about what's, what's, what we're trying to change. Um, so I think the thing about what... I think that part of it is that we don't see great asian films but a lot of times we just don't see them because they don't hit mainstream they don't get distributed um in the right way so that we never hear about them like there's movies like double happiness which is an a- asian canadian film with sandra oh but i've never heard of it <laughs> until someone pointed it out so right and there's so many oh great films that i've just never heard, heard of that either. you have to like no. go look for um but sometimes they're there so if, have you seen anything recently you want to share with us and like oh this was a really great example
1: No, and and maybe this this kind of sort of speaks to the um the, the social climate that we're talking about is that I I honestly can't name one off the top of my head, um and yeah no I just I just I can't think of anything if, if anybody think of one please chime in because I'm drawing a blank.
0: Yeah, we will p- pinging your friends. Uh, <laughs> let's just talk about this. I think that's a uh, that's one of the issues. I and I've also started to recently find like. I mean, I don't know how many people here watch and go seek out um, Asian films from you know places in Asia. Uh, I've been recently watching a lot of um, old, very old uh, Japanese dramas, and I've, I'm just crying. <laughs> I found myself crying on a few of them. Um, and you, what I love not only that they were in-depth characters, but the you know it wasn't whole. This particular show was about being Japanese, um, but at the same time. They were strong leading characters and and with so much depth and so many twists and turns in their own life and decisions that they made were someone very culturally relevant to being japanese but also just like maybe we wouldn't do it here in america um just because of the climate of what what i was watching so but i i found myself drawn into it it was a 10-hour drama that i binged right through and even though I'm not a I'm not a fan of subtitles, I'm just gonna have to sit through it. Um, it's not my favorite because I I have a little ADHD and just have like um, what's up, Mo? Um, and have uh, what's up, bo. Hey, um, one second. And um, when I watched it, I mean, I have again back to subtitles for a second. Um, I uh, I have a little bit ADHD, so I can get distracted very easily. So watching the film as a filmmaker. And then, like seeing eyes and emotions and characters, but then having to read my whole film, <laughs> I would rather read a book. Um, but at the same time, we need we do understand that uh, subtitles are really helpful, not only for storytelling, but you know, when I watch it without the subtitles, I, you can't get it. Um, you don't get the context of what they're doing. You can see what maybe what they're doing, grab from it, but the the in depth of emotion and the decisions that they make and what the characters are focused on. It's not about themselves all the time. It's something. It's always. It's sometimes always about the other person, um, and I think that's a really big difference as well. Is that in Asian films uh, from Asia and Asian cultures, it's about the collective good rather than the individual. And I think that's something that we do see in our culture a lot too.
1: Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Um, I you know as far as movies with. Strong Asian leads, I can only think of ones from, you know, th- that I've seen that are from Asia, like, uh, The Man from Nowhere, or, um, there was one of my favorites is Fighter in the Wind, um, which is also a Korean, it's a Korean Japanese one, I, I believe. So, um, but yeah, other than that, I just, it's, I can't think of one here where there's one strong Asian male lead that I, I, I can call like a really good movie. I just, I just don't know of them. And I think maybe that speaks to the problem that we're facing.
0: And what do you, what do you see that as being the problem? Is it that, because Hollywood will always say you can't find good Asian actors or can't find a good story. But my thing is, um, you know, they, people have been making it, but they don't share it out. I think of something like better luck tomorrow or, um, the joy, Luck club, uh, other classics even some documentaries old documentaries like the slanted um the slanted screen about asian american men in hollywood which is very really relevant still today um you know even but you have like a i don't know there's just there is so much my my thing um well, before we get into my thing what 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 do you alex what do you think could be the um the change that needs to be made it, it, obviously we want to build that table we need the executives we need you know representation in all these different places but what's something that you feel or do you feel that there could be changed um systemically like what would be the thing that needs to be changed if you had the choice oh boy hey <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm the hard question guy i'm like here let's let's real, get real talk deep in here this is clubhouse man <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Um, You know, for, for me, it's, it's pretty basic. It's just cast more Asian guys or or Asian um, girls as, as leads. I mean, there's no question about that in my mind, at least it's like, and and granted, you know, if somebody else is, is a better fit for the role because they are a better actor and they portray the story or portray the character and bring the story to life better. Sure. Okay. I get that. But I think that it's, it's, for me, it's a simple matter of just just cast them. If, if they're really great, if they're really fantastic, why should ethnicity mm-hmm. matter? Um, because I, I've often been able to play these lead roles where it's not even a question, be- and it's because my acting is, uh, I don't want mm-hmm. like to like toot my own heart, but it's because the, the casting director thought that my acting was good for that role, regardless of what I looked like or what my ethnicity was. And I think that's more of that needs to happen. Yeah. Um, and the reason the reason why I said earlier why I couldn't think of anything, uh, any of those movies, um, is because I can't, I, I really can't think of any blockbusters that are well known with the Asian, with Asian. Ladies. Of course, you know, like Joy Luck, I thought that was fantastic. I totally forgot about that movie. But the ones that, the other ones that you're listing, I just, I have never heard of before.
0: Um, yeah, there's like none, there needs to be a better list. I mean, there's always like the top 10 and stuff like that, but. You know they're just there is it, uh, for me it's the lack the lack of marketing uh, and the lack of interest mm-hmm. in in white Hollywood to think that they could sell it like even if they tried to sell it, they don't know how to market it <laughs> that's the thing it's like they could they could buy it and try to put it on um their streaming platforms, but what's going to end up happening is that they don't know how to reach the audience who wants to watch it so like better luck tomorrow, I think you can I can look it up and see if it, you can watch it anywhere right now. Um, but that's that's an old classic that's like nineteen ninety five um who who's um what's his name's in it um i'm forgetting his name right now i'm blinking um but they have it's a really gritty gritty film um that feels like something that should have come out in that during that time but also so so real um asian american men and masculinity what the harmful harmfulness of what that masculinity is um and how how boys will be boys in in certain ways and how do you how do you get out of trouble um let me see i can um
1: tomorrow yeah yeah i'd love to check that out if um if you can send me a yeah i'm gonna
0: find let's see it's on amazon prime has it on for a seven-day free trial you want to try that one let me see let's go to if you want to find any films, uh, justwatch.com. I think it's justwatch.com or .tv.com. Uh, it's a great, great little um, website to see where you want to watch it. Uh, it's only on, it's on most of the platforms. You have to pay like two or three bucks um, to find them. I mean, you can find them in different other areas too, if you want. Um, but that's something, that's a definitely an old classic that's, uh, oh, Justin Chan is in it. Um and j- directed by Justin Lin, like, this is one of his first films, if not his first film. Um, so it's all the stuff that we have to go back into the archives to find. Um, and we need to find more people who are finding these, making sure that they're getting watched. Um, I find old old things all the time um, that just like, why haven't I seen this one? Or um, no one's ever talked about that. And I think the prob- a part of the problem is, um, again, back to marketing and selling, but just like finding where the interest is i don't know something something in it um we, for example like i uh, if you if anyone's ever listened to um a grain of sand which is the soundtrack from not a soundtrack it's a it's an album by a, a lot of uh, one of the first asian-american self-proclaimed asian-american bands uh, back in the 60s and 70s uh, you can listen to it on spotify Uh, it's a grain of sand one of the one of my favorite songs a classic song is called um we are the children and with um let me see if i can find uh, i might even be able to play it we could play it here too um i don't know if i can post it on my podcast um but we can definitely check it out listen um but one of the things about it is that they talk about you know here's some of the titles yellow pearl um not Pearl, pearl right we are the children so, uh, somos asiocios, which which is translated, uh, we are the we are Asians. Uh, imperialism is another wor- word for hunger. Free the land and war of the flea. Um, it's a very classic album by uh, Chris K- uh, Kondo, Ijima, Nob- uh, Nobuko Miyamoto, and Charlie Chin. And uh, what I thought was funny is I wanted to see Noboku has been doing music for a long time. Like she's still doing music today. She, <laughs> I think she came out with a music video about climate change like this year, uh, which is fantastic. Um, but I looked up Chris that could, uh, Kondo Ejima, and he did another album with Charlie Chin afterwards. Um, this was the only album that they put out all together. And they put out another album, um, uh, called, I think it was called Back to Back and you can't find it anywhere and and a part of it was that um they you couldn't sell it no one wanted to buy it they made the album you can find one song on youtube um you can buy a vinyl record of it um but you can't really buy anything else i think it looked on amazon it's like not available and it's not on spotify it's one of those things like wow if you, if you listen to it it's just like asian dudes you know a little bit country a little bit of old rock like but th- to see that like get lost to history is really that's not only surprising. Well, it's not non-surprising. It's that's what happens. All, I see it all the time. But it's mm, scary to think that that could have been lost to history, and that we we're never we, we could never find it. Um, that kind of that kind of stuff scares me because I mean, if they're not going to put stuff out and share it and keep it keep it record, um, it's going to get lost. And I think that's something uh, that we need to start changing. Is like not only being um, diligent in our in our works and making great work, but making uh, preserving it and making sure it's uh, able to watch. Uh, I think I just saw um, and you know jump in and please again. Anybody raise their hand? I you know don't need to keep talking to myself, but um, I just saw Summer of Soul. Uh, there was a screening last night, and what they said was that they there was a Harlem. It was called the Harlem um, Cultural Concert, the Cultural Festival, back in 1969, the same year Woodstock was. And there was over 300,000 people, I think that's what they said, uh, who came. It was in middle Harlem in in New York, around the same time as um, Woodstock. And it was so beautiful. And so many people came out, Ray Charles, um, uh, uh, Nina Simone, like all these classic people came out. And it was just so beautiful to watch. Um, this concert you know and, and it kept saying like there's just so a sea of black people like i love this feeling that they all came out to witness and be here and they recorded it like general mills and um uh, coffee, some coffee company the old coffee company i forgot which one it was um they all sponsored it and they had like 12 cameras and they recorded it all and then it got lost no one would buy it for 40 years, 50 years. How many years has it been? 69, like 50 years, right? It's just stuck stuck in a basement forever. And we didn't get to watch it. No one wanted to buy a five-year series on it. Everybody wanted to post up video and footage from Woodstock. And it wasn't until this year that they put out this movie that they said, we need to watch this. And it was just so visceral to see all this footage, color footage from this event. And all this music that was there and it was just like that could have been lost to history if no one had recorded it or no one preserved it. That stuff can get ruined because it's analog uh, and just lost. So I think it's just something to think about when we're creating these things and looking into our past, into what was done. Because I know, I know for a fact that um, this, uh, this, um, the grain of sand crew, um, the band, they had a concert. And I saw people out there, and they've done many concerts. But I know I've seen pictures. I'm like, where is that concert footage? Somebody has that concert footage, and I want to find it because <laughs> I know it's there. So yeah, that's
1: that's that's wild. Yeah. That, that, I mean, no, no I'm sorry. No, uh, I, yeah, no, I, th- I think that's that's wild that that this stuff. I mean, quality, really awesome, entertaining. Um, you know, stuff, media is getting lost, and I don't, I don't know what the key is in order to make it more mainstream, you know, and I think um, that therein begs the question, how do we do that for our culture in, in media as Asians, you know, not just, not just as guys, but, you know, as all of us, Um, what's, what's the key, how do we make ourselves mainstream and viral without being fetishized, you know, because I can't tell you time and time again, how many people Wanted to date me because oh I was simply an Asian guy, not because they saw me as being a human being. You know, they were like, Oh, cool. You're, you're Korean. Guess what? I love BTS. We should go out. And it's like that, is that really all that you see? You know, like, uh, and so how do we then create, uh, cultivate Asian leads, um, without it being a fetish, you know, um, And and I guess you bringing all that stuff about that music getting lost um, really just sort of sparked a a big interest in my mind while I was listening to you talk. Um, How do we do do that? What's the next step? I mean, how do we change? And the the big thing for me growing up was I never, like, I grew up with that. I never saw myself as being manly. I never saw myself as being the lead guy because I never saw it. Um, And so... What's, what's the key? How do we do that? How do we make that cultural shift to where that's not even a question? Where, um, you know, we can be cast regularly as the leads and be seen as sexy. You know, it's like, um, Steve Harvey once was asked a question where it was like, Oh, uh, or I forget what, what he said, but he said that basically Asian guys aren't attractive or they'll never be as attractive as, as white guys. And then there was a viral video that went around where I was asking a bunch of people like, Oh, so what do you think of Asian guys? And they're like, Oh, I don't know. They're nerdy. They're not, they're not attractive. Um, that's always been such a big part of my story in entertainment that I'm trying to change that. And I don't know how to make that cultural shift or how how to make things go viral or how to make, you know, capture that interest. Um, I don't know if, it, if anybody has any insights. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm at a loss. Yeah.
0: I think that's, that's kind of the key here, right? Is that it's, um, you know there's there is no one answer right there's no uh, going viral is right. um that can always can be planned but then it's like okay what is that what's that gonna be it, you know bts is going viral great for them i don't listen to them no no offense to them it's just that's not my style um i don't listen to a lot of music um but also just like you know does that become fetishized um I would like to see, you know, less the fetishization for sure. Um, I'd also like to see more relevant and um, culturally different in between the films. Like I want, I want, I want white America to not just by looking at us, but like to a degree, like at least look at our last names or our names and kind of understand, oh, you're probably Korean. Right. I, I, once I started uh, for 25 years, I thought I was a white man just because I didn't seem uh, myself on screen and same, exactly the same thing you said I just thought I was ugly and all that kind of stuff um, <clears throat> but I also you know when did pe- when people did fetishize me, it became um it felt like I needed to distance myself from that because i didn 't want to be that um, I also grew up in a very white culture, but when I feel like when when we want to change a way that we can start to think about changing this is excuse mm-hmm. me um. Building our table, yes, I think that's a really important thing to factor. Um, and we're trying to help help do that through uh, our new program. But, um, you know, we need to be, as a community, more involved with trying to find and seek out those projects. Um, now, I'm not saying you only have to bring... Hey, Alex, are you bringing up people? Are you bringing up people? I'm sorry? Hey, Derek, how you doing?
1: I, I think uh, I saw Derek's hand raised, and so I
0: said, uh accept because sure. You know, I don't <laughs> sure. know how. Yeah, you. Act, you yeah, no, you <laughs> accidentally sorry. got made moderator because I left that room the, <laughs> at the first beginning. So um, uh, yeah, don't. Oh, no oh. Actually, actually, I can actually take off your moderation, uh, or maybe not. Um, cool yeah try not to don't bring anybody out because this is we want to sometimes there's issues not no, no offense to you derek we've had, there's always issues and sometimes if you especially if you don't know what you're doing um people come up and troll we've had people say you know y'all eat a bunch of dogs i'm like oh my god just. people and so you gotta always get to ch- oh, you know god. check profiles check checks instagrams so and stuff like that but um nothing on derek actually derek you. is our new guest so hey derek how are you doing today Hey, guys. You're doing doing guys, just sure. fine. Doing just fine. Yeah, what brings you into the room?
2: No, man. I just heard you guys talking about, you know, the topic of what Hollywood doesn't understand about Asian film and TV. I just think that, I don't think Hollywood understands African-American. I don't think they understand Asian. <laughs> but do they understand Latin, Latino, Latino-mex. Um, I think they just don't, they just don't get it. I think diversity and inclusion for all of us is just it's just a, um, it's a it's just a, it's a disease that you know. I, I pray one day we can all just be equal and together and you know more projects and what have you. Um, so I mean I just I don't know it, it has to get better and we we have to become one. I, I understand there's so much money and diversity. If you guys look at any networks from Netflix. Sony, um, Universal, um, MGM. There's a there's a budget for diversity. Like, let's spend these amount of dollars on I think
0: we lost you. You still there?
2: Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm there.
2: So I mean I and I I'm a producer, I'm a reality show producer here in Los Angeles. So I see these things and I always talk to execs who are not Diverse, <laughs> and they all say, "Oh yeah, we have we have millions of dollars for diversity from this company," and yeah, we're just sitting there. You know, I'm just being real, so I'm just, trying, I'm just, I'm just giving you guys game of what's going on in the industry. So I just think Hollywood doesn't really care, and I think, I think we have to yeah, keep man. on having.
0: Thank you, thanks for so the insight. That's so. that's fucking ridiculous. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, Um
0: yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. David. I, I have a question for,
1: for Derek, if you don't mind. Um, hey Derek, so yeah, so what's what's the pushback that you normally get, other than um, you know, like is is it just that they they just don't care, or is it are they um, what is it that's making them not receptive to being more diverse as as a producer?
2: I'm there. I'm sorry, guys. My phone keeps ringing. Um, I think it's for me. I think it's it's really. I I see I see power a power struggle like. Hey, I I have the power. I want to be the person in the room to say that. Oh, I got this green it through the network. Oh, I got this. You know, so that that is that's a problem as well. So yeah. I, I see a lot of that. Um, of you know, well, yeah, power. It's about it's about it's, it's greed. <laughs> I mean, dude, there's, there's so much money for everybody to eat on through all the networks. Universal. Think about it, it's like nine networks. I'm sorry, it's like 32 networks that I, I can count up. I can go through them right now if I want. But I'm saying, there's money for everybody, but they're just like, well, you know, if there's if you have an executive board that's nine members and they all are Caucasian, there's not one Latino, not one um, Asian, or not one African-American, I mean, how are you going to actually get in? And they, they one thing, if I, you guys you ever um, looked at Array, Array is a new network that um, Avery D. Renee created. And she created this program, this platform, and she said that she got tied as director. It's like her fourth, fifth year, you know, as a director. She's like down to the films now. But she said when she got to the set, she realized that all the friends kept bringing, I'm sorry, all the, the crew members, the director, the producers, the, the, the ADs, they were all bringing her friends. And they'll, they'll be on one show for, three, for two, three months. And then leave go to So she'll see the same people. she saying, wait a minute, this got, this got to stop. So this nepotism of bringing people in and not allowing the Asian, the Latin, the Latin, African-American person to come in, at least try, at least submit, or at least act like you're going to interview them. It's like you, think like you really like it, but you don't. At least act like it, right? <laughs> so she said she kept seeing these, this, this phase. She just said, no, wait a minute. She created this platform called, it's called Ray, it's A R R E Y. And it's for diverse talent. Um, you know, like, you know, the, the grips, the lighting guys, the 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 um the gaffers, the um set decoration, location managers. So she created this platform just for that. So so I think that's 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 what it, it's just it's just it's just power. And that's there's, there's room for everybody to eat on. So that's 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 my that's my answer to that.
1: that's that's fascinating um david what are your thoughts on um oh my gosh. You know, I, I hate to use the term whitewashing but like, no but
0: that's what know, it is. my yeah well yeah
1: you know like my my opinion on on casting everybody regardless of race is that whoever is the better actor for the job should get the role right like if they can portray the character and bring the story to life then they should do it right but then ghost in the shell it's uh you know that was a a little bit of a different story so what what's your take on that yeah, well, or, or why do you think that that yeah, had yeah, happened yeah. well
0: we're, we're going just real quick to respond to derek um yeah, I think that you know, Array is an amazing program. I think that something like that is needed because, you know, people do hire their friends. And it's not even they hire their friends, but they hire the people they know who they've worked with before. So systemically, if they work with other white people, they're going to hire them because they know who they are. They can trust them. And that's been the issue is that because they keep, hey, hey, man, I'm on the shoot. You want to come with me? Like, yeah, sure. They don't hire somebody new. If they if they don't right. have any diverse friends, they're not going to hire them. Even if they did, they're like, I don't know if I can trust you because you haven't worked with me before. But then you, you got to get them to work with you, so it's so dumb. So I think that's why you know array is really great. Um, I will say one of the pushback I will have on that is that it's great for the black community. Um, I don't see myself in their in their diversity program. Um, And even if I saw a few Asians, I feel like, well, they're just categorized as Asian, not into other categories. So one of the reasons why we're building the Asian Film Network, uh, it's not available yet. We're doing a beta at the end of the month. Um, We're still in the process, but we're going to break it down into every kind of category, as many categories as we can think of um, and that we can find online. So if if you're South Asian, you're not just South Asian. You might be Bengali or Sri Lankan. You might be fifth generation Sri Lankan who, whose parents were refugees. Like we want to break it down that deep because the issue is that we are such a diverse um, community and not, not one of us is, none of us are just Asian American. We're all, we collectively have to say that and we collectively come together as a community. But when you just wrap us up as Asian, it doesn't, it, 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 it it puts us all in an umbrella. It makes us a monolith. Whereas there's so many different people who have different skills and abilities. Um, you know, I keep getting people who ask me all the time, like, Hey, do you have a list of uh, API writers? I'm like, I do, but depends on the story that you're going to to tell. <laughs> depends on what, who you want to have. So like Disney just put out a casting call for um, Chang can dunk. Like you wouldn't necessarily want to put someone who's Vietnamese on a Chinese show. The, the, the culture is different. <laughs> and so, that's something right. that needs to be looked at in a way that works. But obviously Ray is such, he's got a, it's got a brand. It's, um has uh, it, got so much power. And I think that's what, that's what builds the table. But let me, but let me add to that too. I mean, also too, she does
2: have some, some Asian people are her, in her database. Um, she doesn't, you know, I mean, this is a friend of mine who's, who's within not I'm a producer, so I, I can't be in that database. But if you you know for location managers, um, ads, you know there are some Asian people um, descent in those categories. So you should definitely. I mean, I don't know. If, I know I, know you're, I think you're an actor. I'm not. Sure. <laughs> I, I think you are. Um,
0: but I don't put myself in that. You have an too many things going on. I, I leave that to the actors. <laughs> but I guess. Yeah, you. Yeah, I get yeah,
2: you. Yeah, yeah, But right, 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 right. But it, it's, I'm saying like, definitely. You know, just definitely some, and, I, and that's, that's a friend of mine who's just inside. She's in there, and and she got in. You know, but for one, let me say this: you just can't walk in. By the way, you have you have to have a credit. <laughs> so if you don't have a credit, you still you're still knocking on the door, right? So uh, you got to have some kind of something like, okay, he done something, he done a independent film, whatever. So they have a credit. So she, you know. It's, it's open, and let me say this too, I think also too, I think the inclusion and diversity department, I think that for the inclusion department sometimes, you know, we don't even get to the table on jobs because most times we don't even get, We don't. there's a job that's going on and it's so hush-hush behind, behind the door, behind the curtain, that person gets the job and then it's like, oh, you didn't, you didn't know about that job that happened? No, I, no one told me. Oh, because they already hired, you know, you see what I'm saying? So it's not that's another thing too. We don't even get to the table sometimes. And I can just say that from an African American standpoint. We always get to the table late. We get to the table when it's almost like the production's always gone. It's like, Oh yeah, we thought about you guys, but no, we got somebody else, so I'm sorry. But you know, <laughs> it just always happens like that. So it's 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 really bad, man. And I just I, I pray that these diversity departments, inclusion departments, equity departments, you know, within the studios like Sony and Warner Brothers, you know, just just you know, just just you know, do something like do a, a program for writers, directors, producers, actors. Just kind of keep it going, you know, because I, I know some companies don't even have that. I won't say any names, but we got to we got to change. And I, I, I'm I'm saying that I, I, I hate that we're changing this after George Floyd's died. A black man was murdered on camera now. It's like, oh, we have to do something. We have to we got to we got to create some program. Between 2020 when George passed, then all that we started I think Netflix had a, a, a fund for a hundred million dollars. Where is that? Oh Has God. anybody heard about heard that program? Mm-hmm. I Never. anybody. I mm-hmm. mean, a hundred million dollars. They, they they created in this big press release. Where is it?
0: Not about that one, too.
2: <laughs> so... You know, so I'm like, come on, these people, man, they got, they got to, they got to stop. Yeah.
0: And, I'll, and I'll say so two things before we get old. back to the whitewashing question is that, um, one, that diversity program, you know, the Netflix 100000 you know, $100 million fund or something like, I noticed they didn't add Asian American in there. I was like, why? <laughs> and, and one of the, one of the reasons why we have strong, one of the reasons wow. why we have strong Asian lead wow. is because Netflix has strong black lead, strong brown lead, strong LGBTQ lead. Strong trans lead, strong, um, uh, I think it was another strong, strong female lead. They didn't have the Asians. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, you know, we stole it. Yeah, yeah.
2: Dude, seriously. <laughs> let me add to that. One uh. of the presidents, and it's just, not, you know, I shouldn't be really saying this, but
0: it's just what it is. This is the truth. Mm-hmm. But the president
2: of Netflix is married to a black woman.
0: By the way, this is being no recorded. So if you need to not. <laughs> tone things down it's fine but uh you know okay <laughs> oh it's it's all good i mean it, it, it's it's
2: it's it's public i mean you know he's, he's he's married and he's he's a white guy by the way he's married to a black woman so you know it's just what it is so you know but um hey i mean you're right there should be more programs they should be they should create a program because gotcha. you know these are a lot of markets he guys to make a lot of money out of spend this market a lot of money out of the Indian market, a lot of money at the black market. It's a it's a lot of money out there that Netflix is picking up. They just they just they just built this new this new theater of uh, um, auditorium um, off of Hollywood. I mean, I mean, um uh, Sunset and like Vine, I believe. Did they Build, that, build that, or is yeah, that
0: yeah, the one, one that they, they bought? Was that AMC who bought the ArcLight? They built one. No,
2: they oh, they shit. built it. Mm. They built it's behind the ArcLight. Like <laughs> that. <laughs> <Locked up. laughs> It's dude, you, and nobody and no one knows about it because I was driving by like you know during the pandemic about three months ago. And I said, Wow, this building is going up pretty quick because it's gonna be a nice apartment complex. Kind of wow, and then I looked and it says Netflix parking lot one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Wait a minute, they booked this during the during a pandemic. I mean, you know, it's it is what it is. I thought they had an office on Sunset, right? But I guess they yeah. want to make it bigger. It's I don't know, but hey more power to
0: them but um uh, yeah before we keep moving on too now you praise, talked praise about man. um all these studios and, and places have money for diversity programs but it didn't sound like you said they were not using it are they just not using it or are they using that funds for something else <laughs>
2: well let me say this
0: <laughs> we can we can skip over and we can talk some other <laughs> things
2: about yeah. Now it, yeah. it's like, I'm 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 cool. I'm just letting you know. As a producer, I just know I was I won't say the network's name, but I was told like, well, yeah, we can create pilots off this money because we have to use it for diversity. And we have to use it by the end of the year. I'm like, wow, okay. I'm like, well, we're in what? This is what? So there's there's money for diversity. I just don't understand. I don't know if people just ignore it They're like, oh, we didn't find anything. Or the powers that be just blocked the gate when no one can get in? I don't know. You know, I, I just had a point now, you know, I'm just, we have to be honest about this and we have to be truthful. We can't have these continual conversations about diversity and inclusion when people, you know, they were created for that. So why can't we use that? I, I don't get that. I, I just don't understand why we're not using these funds to help people out. I mean, there's a lot of money out here for everybody. There's jobs out here. There's, you know, there's money for that. Why are we not using it? Why are we just why are we creating our own programs and say, well, you know, we we tried and then actually didn't?
0: Yeah, it's like what's <laughs> the fear so, behind it? Like, what are you what are you gonna lose? You have this money to use for there, and you're only gonna, you gonna lose. improve not only your the the social responsibility that the the people are gonna see, like, oh, you know what? They're actually using that money; it's doing really well. To see the programs working, and you're gonna and you have people. Word of mouth, like you know, what actually their their diversity program is really great. um You know, people of color are going to, you know, the diversity people are going to say like, oh, that's if it's working, they're going to say it's working, and so then people are going to like them more because they're doing better and they're doing more for the community. But by not doing it, they're not helping themselves. <laughs> it is not, but no, they're not. No, it's like they're not helping
1: themselves. at all. No. yeah, yeah it seems that seems pretty backwards, like if you're if you're going to do that and improve diversity aren't you then from a money standpoint aren't you then touching on different markets doesn't that yeah. deal to more people and then thus get you more money i don't understand what the,
2: the hang-up is and it know? gives you more like, it gives you more voices and and, and more and, and more you know more eyeballs of watching you know you know maybe they say well hey we, let's, let's do this project let's focus it and let's put it let's focus on the japan in the, the China market, and this is take it there and see what. Because I know they have a, I'm sure they have a rep there in Netflix somewhere in, in Asia. Come on, by now I'm, I'm sure they do somewhere. They could they could do a film and, and, and maybe like cross market where it would make it. Hey, let's make it um, American is also make it. I mean, there's ways you can make more money. I mean, come on now. I mean, you could you could you can flip it a little bit if you really want to. But but closing the door. And locking it, and not let anybody sleep through. That's just that's,
0: that's You're totally right, and I always advocate for um, language justice. Like the thing about you know, especially Asian culture, there's so many different languages <laughs> that you can't just keep it in English. And I, yes. you know it's great for me because I'm I only I pretty much only know English. But there are so there are over um, 315, 350 languages in America alone, because um, we're this melting pot. And to think about if you. Had each one, each movie, um, at least, at least subtitled in every language. You'd have a better reception because people would understand it. But also, Netflix does such a great job with their dubbing. Um, Things like Money Heist did so well because it it was shot in Spain or something like that. And they dubbed everything for every language or many languages and everybody got to see it. And so then you'd be able to watch it. And being someone like, we talked about this earlier, subtitles, I just get, I can't, I don't want to read. But at the same time, if I'm multitasking, if I'm doing some work on the internet, um, something that doesn't, you know, I can just have TV on the background. Why not? (laughs) Because I can't read subtitles and watch a movie if I'm working. Um, But if I have a movie or a TV show that's in English dubbed and I can work, I'm still technically watching it. And they're getting my views, <laughs> so why wouldn't you? That's an extra thing to have, right? It's just wild, yeah. And so, yeah, I think this has been a great conversation so far. So, thank you. Um, the the diversity programs definitely need to see. I want to know where that money's going because if that's, you're you're totally right.
2: Yeah, we got. You know, David. I think I think yeah, we both. Here. We, I think we were texting. Now we were we were sending messages on on IG at one mm-hmm. point. So I think we gotta continue that conversation. Um, I think my 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 um link is in in my bio, but um I think we were texting at one point, like you know where is that money going? Who's using it? Why did not use? I won't even. I'm not even supposed to say this, but I really don't care at this point. But I was told by a Fox executive. He told me that look, we have 200 scripts that come in. He said we have to we have to shoot. We have 200 scripts. we get down to 120, to 60. 60 pilots have to be shot. So think about that. 60 have to be shot. They're going to take maybe 10 or 12, maybe 12, or 10 to 15 at the most. But think about that, 60 pilots, <laughs> That's, that has to be shot. And then you're only going to take, what, maybe 15, 20% of it? Mm-hmm. So I don't. maybe I'm talking too no. much, but I'm just like, I'm at that point. I don't care because I'm like, I'm just done. Like, we got to stop this madness. This is ridiculous. Uh,
0: I, I would just totally agree. And I would say like, you know, we don't need the 60 pilots that five or 10 of them are going to make it or whatever. You know, and that's like 60. That's probably per studio. Right. That's not even uh, the whole industry. No, that's that's
2: that's per studio. So I mean, think about that sixty pilots. Just think about this. I'm just thinking about Three. thirty pilots. <laughs> you know, thirty pilots. I mean, like really, that's mm-hmm. that's that's a lot of money. And you know how much a pilot is to cost? I don't know what you guys. A pilot for an actual drama, it's just a pilot. I see some pilots at at two point five five mm-hmm. million an mm-hmm. episode. I mean, I've I've seen some, but so just imagine. That thirty to forty times it has to be spent. and Oh, we're gonna. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they don't even. It's crazy. <laughs> they might take some of those. They might even not air them. Right, all that kind of stuff. It's just like it's just throwing away money, and just you, throw, and, you could be using it for diversity programs, for diversity shows. Like just hire some new right. stuff. There's like there's so right. many different ways you can use money. Money is
2: well, that's well, that's one thing you do when 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 shows get canceled and you see a show from out of the blue. That's a mid season replacement. So when shows get mm-hmm. canceled. You're like, wow, I never heard any he prepped in this show. This show just came out, out of the blue. What happened? He shot it and they had they had to say, Well, this is it. We're gonna just we're gonna just keep it going. We got two episodes already, to pilot in episode two. We'll keep it going. We'll get in production tomorrow. That's what happened. So, I mean, it's it's crazy, but you know, there's so much money just just spent. And, and think about it, it's not really their money, it's the advertisers' money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the Coca Cola's the the Pepsi's we give them. Oh, here's forty million dollars for our, for our our ad advertisement for the for this season. <laughs> oh, we need sixty million from from Tide. I mean, you know, it's just it's bad. But anyway,
1: that's that's so wild, and I'm I'm really glad that you, you came up to speak and um, are you know, brought up the budget for diversity and the fact that it's it's barely being used. So, and and at the end of the day, and I have to go and have dinner soon. Um, but at the end of the day, it. Does beg the question, why is there a disconnect? Why isn't it being used? What is the key here? Is it that we need to create our own, you know, movies with strong Asian leads that then garner interest in having Asians as leads in those movies, like create a a, a mainstream sort of push? Or what I mean, I I just that really does beg the question in my mind. Why is it not why is it not being used? If there is that budget for it. You know, other other than greed, how do we garner the interest from the public? Because you know, I, I'm i a former finance guy before I did acting full time. I, I was working in finance for seven years. But, um, you know, it it does beg the question, how do we get everyone from social media to our I don't know, whatever. How do we get the social push towards Asian leads? Because we can affect the financial markets. We can create crypto. We can affect gain stops. We can do this too. How do we do it? That's that's what I am sort of wondering at the end of this conversation.
0: Yeah, I want to know. Well, money. Where is that money being moved towards? Where and what could be most spent on? Right. My thing is, oh, going back to like marketing is how does it get pushed out? Uh, I do know a buddy who is creating um, a new uh, streaming platform for Asian Americans. Uh, I think I've seen I've seen the demo. I seen this, some of the shows that he's got. Our podcast got picked up through them. That's why I know them. But no, no Can you share that information? Yeah, off they, air? They, they, did did that, before, they did post that. They posted a little no? thing, and it didn't go so well. Oh, just, okay, I got the you. brand. The brand was totally off, um, but the but the the idea was perfect. The idea is perfect. Ah, okay, okay, um, okay, gotcha. It's just they just need some more work. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. It, what I love about it is what they're trying to build is. Um, they had new new documentaries, uh, podcasts that are like, I've never heard of them, but they're Asian and LGBTQ and all these different things of like all inclu- super inclusive of different things. They had a, um, a pilot, but, I don't even want to give it away. Um, but what I, but I think that's, that kind of thing is important because, you know, if, if Netflix and, and HBO and all these places are not going to, um, really take it by the hand and, and really push for these, we have to do it ourselves. And I think that's fine, and I think that's what we have to do. Um, it's not what we should have should have had to do. I don't know what should have any of us had to do um, as 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 diverse people, but at the same time, the by doing that, we're creating something that we're interested in, right? I even told him like this is something that I would be on every day, right? I forget Netflix, about Hulu. If this continued to put out new content all the time, this is what I would watch, and I think that's part of the thing that we can build as a um as a community is like supporting that and we don't have to i again i'm i'm always up for the person that you don't have to support just for the support if you don't like it you don't like it like some people don't like you know didn't didn't like a house of Ho or um the bling uh bling empire stuff like that i enjoyed bling empire that was a lot of fun um but you know you can always be critical about things i really fucking hated mulan (laughs) um the new one was terrible and they just did a terrible job i did not i did not uh watch it because i was just like this is this is no they had all white creators making this it was a whole thing was, and yeah, uh even just awful. casting her was just uh it's own thing for china police um, and so but like someone did tell me like well you should pay for it because it puts them it's putting the money into creating and showing disney that uh, we want asian films and so they could do well and i get it but they're when you do it wrong it's like you tell them you're putting money into the project saying hey look you did it well so We create that. And when you recreate that, you have to use the same people, which is going to be more white people like that's the problem. So it's like when we start to create our for ourselves, we don't have these debacles that have issues with whitewashing and issues. Um, But we can what what we can do is build them, support them, uh, go watch them, promote them. You know, and then the money from the studios, they definitely need the marketing thing. Like they, that needs to be on billboards, commercials, really cut high, high quality trailers, um, not even just like toys, but like go to, you know, go to your restaurants and, and put stuff there. they Asian restaurants, but support the community by putting the marketing money back into the community while doing that. You create the buzz, create the story, uh, get the directors to go, you know, do panels and stuff like that. Like there's ways to do this. Um, it's like every other, it's like the other models of all the other rest of Hollywood. Um, but by them not having enough money to do it, like that's always, that's always the issue it comes down to the money. Um, does, <clears throat> you know, putting together panels, putting together podcasts and marketing trails, all that costs money. And so, you know, one of the things I heard from another place, um, they had created a film is a famous, you know, generally it's a famous film that we, most of us know, um, it would cost like $50,000, but then the marketing for it, even when they asked to go do some marketing, they were going to charge them another $50,000. Like we made it for 50000 What makes you think we can even give you another $50,000? We just don't have that. So that's a problem. And so with all the, again, when we talked about earlier is saying, you know, we, there's so many films that we don't know about. And the part of the issue is that they never had any marketing. They never had a studio push it out there and say, go watch this or even even like make it available most of the stuff i actually look a lot um i I haven't done in a while but when i went when we started strong asian lead we searched every um streaming platform for asian asian american and asian dash american and i remember netflix only had one it was i think it was the bad rap with uh, aquafina and if you put in asian american you only you pretty much only got uh k-dramas anime um other asian films like well that's not asian american (laughs) Uh, i think the only good one that had it was maybe i think it was hulu that might have like three um at the time and and that was like a whole year ago so i would love to see where how it's grown since then um i know canopy has a lot i will say that so i'll give them that um but that's the thing is like the it's not showing out but if you actually go to amazon um i know they have the they're the biggest one because you can you know find a lot of films but also i just feel like they have uh, a wider selection because you can pay for the pay per streaming as well you can't really rent on netflix or anything like that um but if you go if you look at amazon's catalogs you can look through all their films a lot of the asian american films or even the asian films you have to pay for them and I think that's another part of the problem, too. Like even um, uh, Yellow Rose by uh, Diane Paragas, Um she has it on Amazon, but you have to pay for it. Now, it's only four bucks or whatever. But, you know, I don't know if it's just an Asian thing, but I was like, I don't want to pay four bucks. <laughs> I already pay for all the streaming services. I should just watch some of those. It's technically kind of free. So it's like they need to just put them on the streaming platform because I would go watch that. I would immediately go watching it because it's there. It's available. It's it's doesn't cost any extra to me. I also tell this with a problem with uh, Disney plus was that um, they've started to fix it recently. I don't know if they fixed it or what they saw, but um, most of their stuff was starting to become free or premium. Right. And so their first film that they put on a premium was Mulan and you had to pay $30 to watch it. (laughs) But once a week for whatever, that was ridiculous. And then they made right. And then they made Soul was free. And I'm like, okay. And then they had another film that was Asian. I think it was Asian. And then he also had to pay for that. I forgot what it was now. But that made me mad. It was like, you're making us pay more for <laughs> Asian films, even in the Amazon. So they don't want to pick it up and stream it for free. You have to go pay for more. And because there's a barrier of payment, you won't go. There's just a level of people who won't go watch it because it's just the idea of having to pay for more. So I think that's also a huge barrier for people to go watch more films. And because you can pay to put your film on Netflix doesn't mean anybody's going to watch it. So they're not going to put it up at the top. And if they're not going to pay to put the top or whatever, that's. It's just the whole thing. Like, I'm I'm glad Paper Tigers made it up. And I think it's like a top five or something like that, which is great. But, you know, I really only heard it through word of mouth. Right. I didn't see Netflix put any advertisements for it. Uh, I didn't see any headline banners, you know, when they play the, ad, the the previews at the top. I didn't see anything like that. So that's an issue. Same with like Warrior on HBO Max. Most people didn't know about it. Like most people didn't know about it at all. It's Bruce Lee's storytelling. Bruce Lee's daughter, an executive producer. Justin Lin's an executive producer. It was uh, on for two seasons on Cinemax. Again, yeah, who knows Cinemax? So like no one knew about that. I watched it when it came out and it was like fine. But I only had the seven day trial. And I didn't want to pay for it. So I was like, no, oh, I'll just watch it later. Um, but then HBO Max pick, picked it up. And then it was going to be dropped. Like the third season wasn't going to be renewed. And no one was doing any marketing behind it. And nobody knew about it. Both seasons were up, and nobody knew about it. And it's a fucking great series, and it's just like nineteen, eighteen, eighteen eighties, eighteen seventies, Chinatown, San Francisco, badass martial arts, gang wars, and just a, a brilliant storyline, like and in, including the uh, Chinese Exclusion Act. So why? Especially if it's Bruce Lee. Like, that's such an easy marketing tool. Why wouldn't you have that? I actually had to go call people at, at Warner Media and just say, like, hey, what's up with this film? Why aren't we why is it gonna be dropped for third season? And why hasn't it been picked up and most people talking about it? And she actually was like, I haven't even heard about it. What happened? Let me go find some things and then she went to go find out and I think she found out it's like it slipped through the crack through the merger. But that shouldn't have happened. No one was thinking about it, and I think, and a part of the no one was thinking about it is because there's not enough representation within the office and the uh, and in within the studio system, right? If there was an Asian in there really focusing on Asian films and Asian content with other Asians to help support that person, we wouldn't have had that problem. And I, for me, that's what Hollywood get doesn't understand, doesn't get doesn't get right is that you can't just add one Asian and say we're good because when you add that one Asian in there. Not only does it become uh, representation burnout, that person has to then not only support Asian films, which they can, but everybody else around them is not. So they have to help them as well. Because when you have other diversity programs, you're trying to help other diversity programs, but they're not trying to help you. It's like that Stephen Yoon um, quote, diversity in Asian American is like when you're trying to help everybody else, but nobody thinks about you. That's, that's what I see as a problem. Shut up, yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. That's uh no, no, no. I mean, that's, it's all incredibly insightful and I was just sort of quietly absorbing everything that you are saying. Um, that's what, that's what an incredibly, incredibly valid and uh
0: really it's great a wild thing, man. Well, that's why we got to change things, but, um, well, you know, we'll, we'll kind of start wrapping things up here. It's been a small room and I had some, I think part of the issue why it's a not issue, but it's a small room cause I had to use my, AFN account to get on my phone, but then it didn't to open the room, but it didn't ping all my friends. Whatever. um We haven't done a clubhouse in a while. We used to do them like weekly. We used to do like twice a week uh, in the beginning, but I just got burned out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I'm sure. I mean, it's it's, it's a lot. Heavy we're gonna go back into this. Yeah, so we'll be here every um, Wednesday. We're gonna try to be here every Wednesday around the same time. Um, I don't know why I have three o'clock on my calendar. I think we, six o'clock is a good time for us. Um, we might jump around and see what works, um, but we'll be back, uh, you know, and we'll also have this recording. So if anybody wants to share with your friends, um you thought this was insightful, please share with them. Well, I think for the first next couple of weeks, we'll have it on the podcast. So you can go to Strong Agent Lead on any of your podcast players. Um, we'll I'll, hopefully I'll have it up by like tomorrow-ish. Um, but then eventually we're going to have, um, uh, the Asian film network. And so, uh, we'll have a whole co- uh, clubhouse discussion with that in, in a few weeks when we open up the beta. Um, but that, I hope that will be uh, useful because uh, the thing we want to do is really just build a directory. You know, I just have so many friends, uh, email me and call me all the time. Like, Hey, I need to find a Asian director, an Asian DP, I had an interview with this DP, and um, he was a white dude. And when he was rambling and talking, he was like, he stopped for a moment and he said, um, do, "Do I am I making sense? Do you understand me? Am I speaking Chinese?" And I just dropped my fucking mouth. I was like, "You said that to a Chinese woman who's making a story wow. about Chinese it was wow. being racist against Chinese Asian people." <laughs> She's like, "I can't." <laughs> so I'm like. Yeah, that's fucking needed. So, you know, the thing is, but right now is you have to, it's only word of mouth. So it's kind of like a ray, but the thing is, you know, we want to be able to find people in different cities. Uh, we want to be able to categorize um, people. If you want to search for someone who is Hmong, um, Vietnamese, someone who has a story, if you are were, were a, a director, like say you're a Vietnamese director who's writing a story about Vietnamese refugees, you're going to want to find people who are also Vietnamese refugees, especially if you want to find a writer who has that background. Um, and you can't search that right now. <laughs> There's like no platform that lets you do that. And most directories, if you put up your name, you know, once you submit your name, um, you don't get to, uh, add, uh, you can't change it if it's, if it's, it's manual. So you have to go email somebody to help you change that. And if they're too busy, they're not going <laughs> to, they're not going to be able to help you. <laughs> so if you want to update your website, update your bio, any of that kind of stuff. That's not just not going to happen. Um. You know, and we might be one of the first to do it in this way. And It's a whole platform. It's like it's got its old social media feed. We're gonna have a casting feed. Um, you know, if you have job posting, all that kind of stuff, and you can uh, message people through there. It's like LinkedIn meets Staff Me Up meets Stage Thirty Two, but for Asians. Um, and I hope that uh, this will be a model that other communities can also bring up because you know I don't want to take over anybody else's community, um, but I think this is it's a useful, it can be a useful tool if you're trying to find someone. Let's just say the. Um, you know, Latinx Film Network, right? You want to find someone who's a Honduran, someone who's Guatemalan, someone who's uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. There's there's so much to be um, specific about, but then also have conversations around you know cross ethnic um, cross ethnic acting. Something like Philip Hahn, who was a uh, huge cross ethnic acting back in the 30s. He's a uh, one of the first first Korean American actor who played every Asian not every but most of the major East Asian uh, men uh, so he's played Japanese Chinese, Vietnamese, all these stuff in different movies you know about it and I. but nowadays we're having the conversation about okay well can someone who's not Japanese play that role are they should they be allowed to is that something we want to condone because if someone who is let's say it's a, a Laotian um, role, you put someone who's Chinese in there, you're taking away the opportunity for someone who's Laotian, who's actually Laotian, I hope that's right, Lao, um, to have that role. So what is the conversation behind that? Because then now they're already marginalized and not given enough opportunities. You're now taking that away. But then that other Asian doesn't, the Chinese person who has that, who wanted to go out for that role, you know, still needs a job. But what's the conversation about that? Or I'm mixed race. I'm half, I'm, mixed white and, and uh, Japanese American, you know, am I allowed to only go out for biracial roles or can I, I'm East Asian presenting, can I go out for of those roles or can I only go out for biracial roles, but there's no, not a lot of biracial roles stories. <laughs> so how would that even work? Um, these are the conversations we want to bring up. And then also we want to be able to build our stories around that. So uh, even places like um, our partners, uh, mixed Asian media is a great place to find mixed Asian people and, and have that conversation. So um, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, You know, I can talk all day and I hope that, you know, in the future, we'll have more guests on, on the clubhouse. We're definitely have a panel uh, next Thursday, on the nineteenth, that's going to be our, uh, with our um, with mixed Asian media, with a lot of other mixed Asian people talking about mixed Asian problems. Um, but we'll probably we'll still have a conversation on Wednesday, just gonna kind of open another open forum um, for us to talk about different issues, see what we can start to build and change things. So, yeah, well, and so thank you both, uh, Alex and Derek, for having this conversation with me, um, chilling and um, bringing up really great points. This has been great. Thank you.
1: Hey, absolutely. Thank you for having me. And, and honestly, thank you for, for uh, making this group because as soon as I saw the title of the strong Asian lady, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, right? Like I always try and go out for the for the lead rules to like set that precedent for us. And so it was, it's, it's really fantastic to be here and I'm, and I'm honored that you had me on. as
0: a, as a... not a problem at all. And, and, and if anybody else in the, in, the, in the audience wants to raise a hand real quick and Excuse me. Jump in. Continue the conversation. We will do so. I anyway, know Amy came back in the room, um, but uh, otherwise we'll start to close out. And and Derek, thank you so much for bringing up good points. Like, dude, you have some insights that I just never heard of, and now I'm even more mad. <laughs> but uh, no, this is this has been really great. So great. thanks, thank, thank you for coming in. Oh, Amy just showed up. Hey, Amy.
3: Hi, I'm sorry to keep popping in and out. This is happening right around dinner. I'm trying to get my kids food and everything, That's so totally cool. I apologize.
0: No, 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 <laughs> don't be apologetic for feeding your kids. Please feed them. <laughs> keep them going. Um, well, yeah, well, I yeah, jumped up the stage. You know, you heard some of the conversation. Uh, would you like to add to the conversation or bring up a new topic? We'll keep the room open. I, I definitely I'll close it around eight o'clock, but we're close earlier. But you know, let's keep it going. What uh, What do you want to bring into the table today?
3: Oh, I mean, I don't know what you guys were just recently talking about because I've been gone, but I was listening earlier about, you know, like um, trying to, I guess, the the kind of content that Hollywood is like mining for in terms of, sorry, I'm trying to figure out how I'm trying to phrase this. So I, I, I'm in the publishing world, right? So what I have been hearing from like other um, AAPI writers is that in publishing, they are mining, like they are looking for more AAPI content in terms of books because if the book has a proven audience then it's easier obviously to sell to Hollywood so there are people who are so I I actually know of a couple of writers who have books that are coming out that the rights were already picked up by Netflix even before the books like came out I don't know if I can actually even say who they are or what the books are but it, it was very clear to me that there was that from the publisher's point of view, there is like a demand for API content. So I don't know. I guess I just want to say I feel like it's coming. The, the, the roles are
0: coming. <laughs> no, <laughs> coming. I agree. I do think the roles are coming. Um, not only because, you know, like you just said, that people want to pick up the books, and I think that's great. I think that's where it should start and can start. Um, I've definitely I'm I'm inspired and right from um I'm not trying to recreate the books, but there's a whole series of books that I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm building and basing them off of, um, because there is a huge audience for these books and they keep coming out. So I'm like, okay, so someone's, someone's missing something. Um, <clears throat> but I also have seen, uh, if you go on IMDb pro, if anyone's got the account, you know, minor feelings is being produced. Um, the, 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 not the stranger, I always keep forgetting the name, uh, the sympathizer, um, There's uh, Interior Chinatown. Like there's a bunch of books. They're all based on books. And I think that's a great point coming from. And I think that's another great thing to think about is that look for the writers, Um, find people who are writing books and see what they're doing, because books and books are really great places for inspiration. But that's when you have that background, like you just said, people want to. Build on that IP that's already there. Especially if the the book is already being um, it's not being self published, but it's already being published by somebody else. That means they're being paid to write that book, which means somebody's backing them through money. And I think that's a great indication that we should build those stories. And because the story is being built, um, they're easily adaptable into movies and television. So you know, I do see those. The industry has changed even within the past year, uh, because I've seen what's coming up and even just, you know, just watching how people are, some of it seems um, responsive and uh, not predatory, just like, uh, I'm forgetting words today. It's been a long day. Um, just self, just fake. Um, but some of it's real. And I think that's the change that we're trying to see because we want more films. We're asking for them. We're demanding them. And we're not going to let it slide. So we never got back to the whitewashing question here. But, you know, we don't want to see that happen anymore. We're not going to really stand for it. Uh, I think even Scarlett Johansson um, doing Ghost in Shell was one thing. I think the reason why they did that is to get the overseas market because, like, Japan didn't care. They actually really wanted Scarlett Johansson. Like, she's beautiful and all that stuff. And that's, what, that's their ideals. But that ideal was put on them because of white colonialism. Whereas here, when we're talking, when we talk about Asian American representation and um, colonizing our stories, basically, um, we are we just can't stand it anymore because that's not only taking away stories from us, but um, the people who are representing them aren't going to add anything more. Um, and something that you know, publishing in books do it goes into more depth about what these characters are thinking about, right? Because we're not just thinking about what's on the on the screen because we can't always see what they're thinking. But in books, we can. We can see about their decision-making or some background in there. I think that's a really um, it's a really great place to look at for films. And as you start to see the industry change, you'll start seeing more books, either more books being made um, out of it um, and coming out, but then also more films and TV series being based off books because they're already there. The content's already there. And I think that's really great. Good point. Yeah,
3: I mean, I think there was a statistic somewhere I saw that something like fifty percent of all Academy Award winners or movies are based on books. So, I mean, it makes sense to me because if you're building a property on a book, like the you already have an existing fan base. Like you know that there's a fan base, right? So. Yeah, I I I I do think the pandemic has changed things, and I think uh, honestly the rise in viewership of like, honest, I know you <laughs> you don't listen to BTS, but the rise in BTS and the rise in the viewership of K dramas, I I think has actually. Open the door for a lot of people you know for in terms of creating this kind of content and create being able to create 100%. these and roles and BTS in hollywood has
0: really opened up a lot of doors for music and for marketing like what asian has ever been on a mcdonald mcdonald's meal <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous but real like that happened and so i think that's really important um important to see in the changes um but let's move on to our, our new guest is uh, upendo Upendo, nice to meet you. How are you doing today?
4: Yes, it's Upendo. I'm doing great. Nice to meet you all too. And I've really enjoyed the different things I've heard in the room. And I guess one thing I'd like to say is that I've noticed that, okay, Netflix has, I mean, Netflix has a lot of, I would say like Asian content earlier on about how even this idea of what is Asian is kind of seen as a monolith. And I can relate to that to a certain degree because when people talk about, oh, this is an African movie, they're not thinking, oh, Africa has thousands of languages and over 50 countries. So those were some of the things that came to mind as you were talking about even the diversity within Asia, like let's say South Asia, East Asia, and everything else. So I guess I just wanted to say that My hope is that as more awareness is raised about the diversity within um, Asia, Asian, the um, Asian American community and Pacific Islander community, my hope is also that the storylines will carry that level of diversity because I think sometimes they, the media likes to reserve certain roles and say, okay, this is our idea of an Asian American man or our idea of an Asian American woman and things of that sort. And I just, I find that problematic. And I work with um, a lot of young students. They're like teenagers and we talk about this stuff sometimes and it's amazing how, you know, they see it so clearly and they don't like it, but they don't always know what to do. But as an English teacher, I, I like to encourage them to be proud of their identity and to use their voices to share their stories because as y'all were saying earlier on that could turn into a book and then the books can drive the movies the, that is way more balanced than what we see out there so that's just a little of what i wanted to share thank you thank
0: you for sharing like yeah i think that's it's it's so relevant and so necessary um yeah our, our all communities all communities are diverse In in so many different ways and not only uh, culturally, but uh, in every identity, you know, people who are uh, maybe Native American who are also disabled in in certain ways or LGBTQ or two spirited, you know, there's so many different ways that um, the whole world is just so um, in depth and every person is different. So why would anybody think that, you know, it's okay to say this is what we think of these people? And this is how we want to portray them in a storyline because that's not fair. That's like that's just like here's the zoo. This is what a tiger looks like, and this is how a tiger acts. But like that's not what a tiger does. It doesn't sit around and do stuff. He chase, go chases and has a family, and you know, and, and makes decisions, uh, not just go around in a in a cage and this is you know given dead rabbits. You know that's just not how it works. So no, and you know our culture, Asian culture. I think that's the other thing too is like Asian, the word Asian American, the term Asian American came in the sixties because everybody was still either Oriental back then or uh, separated within their communities. So Korean, Korean Americans, Japanese Americans, all that kind of stuff. So Asian American only has only been around for 50, 70 years, fifty, sixty 60 years. And, um, and even the term Asian, right? Nobody in Asia calls themselves Asian. They're Korean or they're Japanese or they're, you know, singaporean all that stuff so what does you know asian is definitely a very american word um what are we doing about that uh not even american word but um yeah it's a global term coming from asia but then that also opens up a lot of different doors because asian american what does that mean because uh the united states is not just america there's north america and south america (laughs) so what are we talking about when it's asian american but then um also the conversation is still going on i'm still learning stuff too is um you know like the middle east well my friend like she points out it's like well the middle east is middle of what right the east like technically the middle east and all, all those countries are in asia they're the southwest asian countries so do uh, what's the conversation around Asians including the, um, the southwest Asians as a part of our culture but also, do Southwest Asians want to be considered Asian? And I think that's that's you know, all. These new conversations are still happening and still growing. The, the society is still growing around what these what being Asian means. And so, Hollywood needs to have the responsibility to reflect that and to say who gets to tell those stories. I think it's a. It's a it's an ongoing conversation that happens in every culture and every community because that's, it's just not happening. Right. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up.
4: You're welcome. And you hit so many relevant points. There are definitely so many intersections and that is also very important to highlight. And it's definitely an ongoing process for me as I'm learning more about um the terms and where they came from and what it means and all of that. And, you know, as you were just talking, it made me think about how, in a way, the pen is mightier than the sword, because storytelling or stories play a very important role in the way that people see themselves. And unfortunately, sometimes um, the stories can be used for bad reasons. But on you know on the brighter end with more representation i believe those stories created can help to foster more love and respect so that's just all i wanted to say thank you again i think, I think
0: that's what we're looking for we're not even looking for at the end of the day it's you know diversity on the screen and different diversity in the background but really at the end of the day it is about the respect right it's the respect that we want to um have with ourselves and not only for ourselves because we want to um we because i think I, we talked about earlier is that i didn't have a lot of respect for myself and uh, even some of my people i had a lot of internalized racism against asian people because i didn't want to be asian um so that was a part of the media but then to other people just have us see as different we don't want that either so at the end of the day it really comes down to the respect that we want as people but hollywood in the visual screen in the story in the pen is my dear um it, that's what becomes and affects society. So I think it's a really good point. Um, yeah, uh, to our, our next our new speaker today. Um, is it Vero? Vero?
5: Hello. Hi, hello. Yeah, Veronica. <laughs> it's my my first time here in, uh, in, in the room. The application, actually, I'm from Argentina and I'm like Japanese Argentinian. So for me, it's very interesting what you are mentioning because also for us, uh, it's we look at a, let's say American or Hollywood movies or series, and it's the closer the closest we have to to have repre- uh, representation uh, because of course <laughs> we always talk about Asian Americans and what you were saying before was like okay then <laughs> Asian Americans covers north america central america south america and so on i think that's an interesting point because all of us like uh, asian descendants or asian uh, mixed race in another countries outside of america or the u.s uh, it's also like a, we are represented by by the list of american shows uh, so mm-hmm. that that's what I wanted to share also. So I uh, now having all these, we have access in Netflix uh, to a lot of like Korean um, dramas or in another platforms like uh, Rakuten or Viki, you know, and that's the only way we get a chance uh, to to be represented. (laughs) Not a specific like a hundred percent Asians, But it's the closest. Also, we have, and probably also I have many friends that are Asians around the world. Not like again, not hundred percent, but mostly like like myself, like uh, Argentinian uh, Japanese. Uh, So that's another case.
0: Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing that the other conversation that we don't have is, um, you know, not just Asian American, but Asian asian diaspora you know everybody in, in the world um because exactly. we're all in we're in every different country um you know i'm a i'm huge in like history and his um uh, you know historian just in especially with the japanese community um but like just looking at migration patterns and see where people went and moved uh, i just heard a great um story about a lot of, a lot of chinese in the Hakka region went to jamaica and I thought that was a really fascinating story to hear, um, how many people went and had, you know, mixed race kids and mixed race families, uh, double, um, you know, double nationalities and all of these different things and growing up in so many different languages and cultures. Um, but like even the Japanese, uh, a lot of, you know, 1800s, they first went, a lot went through, uh, Hawaii first and then went to the West coast of America. Uh, also, a lot of Japanese went into, um. Peru and Mexico, excuse me, around the same time. Um, and, you know, and I, as people just keep growing and you go to different places, of course, um, I would love to know when, uh, Japanese and uh, Japanese in Argentina, Argentina, um, migrated there as well. But some people don't know, um, you know, people hear about the Japanese incarceration camps, also known as the internment. We don't call it the internment because that's a euphemism. It's America's euphemism for, uh, you know, nice things. Um, But um, the Japanese in Peru were also incarcerated into camps, but not only incarcerated, they were kidnapped by the American government and put into camps. They were stripped of their uh, Peruvian identities, made uh, enemy aliens put into um, incarceration and internment camps. There is a difference Um, in America. And then when the war was ended, they were not allowed to be back in Peru and they were not American citizens. So it was a whole debacle and they ended up having uh, America eventually gave them citizenship to stay there because they took them. They didn't want to go back to Japan. It's like, that's not their hometown, home, home country. i never been there. So you couldn't just deport them there. So it was such a debacle, but to, to hear something like that, it just makes me think about how much history we don't know and how many countries and places that Asian people are in that have history there and what happened. 'Cause you know other places were also racist. Like it just it's just that's a global thing. It's colorism, you know? I mean Japan has its own mm-hmm. colors. So um
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I think we need more stories, like and like yours. And if you're if you're a writer and a storyteller yourself, Pharaoh, um, these are the stories we need to hear. And I think that's really important. So thank you for coming up and, and sharing it's been fantastic thank you well uh i think we're going to close out pretty soon if anybody else has wants to raise their hand and ping people in that's great if anyone else on the stage still wants to continue the conversation with something i'm down to keep it open for another 20 minutes or so but uh, otherwise uh, i'd love to wrap it up and with anybody anybody has any last words um and just any any other last thoughts please uh, share them so um we'll go back to derek derek do you have any uh, parting thoughts with us
2: Um, I can say, man, Hey, we just, we just got to keep it going and keep fighting and keep swinging
0: and, um, Rad, keep uh, knocking yeah. the doors. doors aren't there. We're going to build those doors, then knock them down. <laughs> yes, we're going to build them, build those doors. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Break, we'll break by there. break. There. We're, we're, <laughs> we will all build them together as, you know, as a global, as that's the thing. All right. uh, Upendo, yes, anything, any last yes, words sir. for us?
4: So I guess what I'll say is there is a Chinese quote that I bet most of you have heard of it, but it just came to mind. Uh, a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. So that's what I'd like to end with as I think about this conversation and what is in the works. Um, I choose to look at it in the most positive light um, as I reflect on that. I haven't heard that quote Thank in a long you. time.
0: Thank you for that reminder. It's really good. Uh, Vero, any last words?
5: no no that that was thank you I, I think it's a good share. way to end it. For okay. us. so, so thank you. thanks
0: again, everybody for uh coming to our, our club and room today. Uh, you can always find us on a uh, strong Asian lead, either on the podcast, any of your socials, all that kind of stuff um and you know as you see, we have the Asian film network, so that'll be opening up in a few in a couple of weeks. you can come in and do that, but there's nothing on. The- stuff now so follow it when it's ready but it doesn't matter uh but again thank you uh, my name is Dave and we're closing out you have everybody have a great night and great week well that was it that's our first clubhouse episode um thank you so much for tuning in if you stayed all the way to the end like wow it was a long conversation like you if anyone has been on clubhouse you know how long those conversations can go i've been on clubhouses where they've been gone for 6 hours like that's a long ass day um we did have this one for almost two hours today um which i think was it's a good good medium i think uh longer ones that we, we want to do is like three hours but either way you know if you want to listen to it this is what it's here for um that's why we wanted the recordings you know people can't always tune in at the right time right place um but they're super interesting to have i also love i love the clubhouse format because um we're not picking people people are just coming into the room and just dropping by so we had people who in the room who i would never speak to who i never met um i don't know anything about them but then they can explain them they can they can introduce themselves and do that um And, and you can join too. Like that's the whole thing. Like podcasting was always good, but I think that's a good for like premium something and premium, uh, you know, people, I have somebody coming on in a few weeks, a nice, special, exclusive guest. Um, and I'm really excited for that conversation. But he also can't do Clubhouse because he's only got like 40 minutes. So uh, we're gonna. I think that's what the podcast will become. Is like, um, you know, if they anybody celebrities and people who want to who don't have a lot of time, will become podcast episodes. But uh, when we have more time, when people have more time and more availability, they'll be able to um, take longer, longer rooms, uh, take Q and A's, all that kind of stuff. So we're gonna play with this format. Um, I'm excited. It makes me a little bit more excited for clubhouse now that we can record it. And that's not just leaving it go that people can you can't listen to it unless you're there. But now we can. So I think that's um, really dope, really helpful. So uh, until then, uh, thank you so much again for listening. If you would like to join our clubhouse, uh, please join the strong agent lead club. Um, We're going to start doing them on Wednesdays at about 6 p.m. We might move it to 3 um, p.m. to help with the East Coast folks so uh, otherwise it's like i don't know right now it's like 11 o'clock right now it's 8 p.m here so um we, we're, we'll kind of um we'll we'll play with the format and see what, but um yeah so just but drop by if you have a comment you want to request a topic um please let us do that uh we will also have other um I'm actually recording this now on Wednesday, the 11th. I'm going to drop it on tomorrow, the 12th. So we're just going to have them like so much, uh, kind of like a uh, 24-hour turnaround. So we can just have them. We don't need to have, we're not going to have like a huge thing. Um, but yeah, if if you have an idea, I uh, want to talk about it, next week on the 19th, we're going to have a clubhouse. Um, for mixed Asian media and uh, mixed Asian folk with Ryan Alexander Holmes uh, and Alex Chester Blank, and we'll have other people join us as well uh, to have a, a great conversation about being mixed. Um, but we will also have other conversations about other parts of the diaspora. So, you know, if you feel like you're not being included and being inclusive of those things, it's not that we're not being inclusive, is that we can only do one, at, just generally one thing at a time. Um, the conversation is not gonna all happen at once. You can't, it's literally impossible to do that. So... You know be patient get there Request it. be nice to me i'm just like just be nice i get so many mean emails and people like being really sassy and kind of mean just like you're not doing enough for us i'm like i'm i'm one person and we have our team and we're getting a smaller team now because more people are moving on to different things so you know one thing at a time we will get there and you know and if you have an idea or a conversation come and ask me like you know, have open the conversation. Don't yell at me. Just open the conversation with me and we can see what we can bring up. Like, you know, all in good time. We, I'm busy. You're busy. Everybody's busy, but we will make time and make things happen. This is a community. We want to build space and be inclusive. So you know, we'll make that happen. Anyways, up until that point. um, Thanks again for listening to like, this almost two hour podcast, uh, two hour clubhouse conversation. It's great for us to have it. And we're good to go from there. And yeah um tune into our club hours and our and or our podcast now so uh have a great evening great evening morning good night wherever you're at and take care uh, see you later